Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We are thankful to have you joining us. We know that things are happening in the world at a rapid pace. And I just want to say on the front end of this that for those of you who are processing the big Supreme Court decisions and anticipating more Supreme Court decisions coming this week, just know that we're thinking about you, that we love you, that we care about you, that you're on our mind. And while we don't have all the answers, we are deeply committed to investing ourselves where we are and into Mm -hmm. this community and into walking alongside you guys. And the best way we can do that is, you know, through showing up every week in your inbox, talking about surviving summer, you know, Mm -hmm. carrying on with life because we know that you have friends in your your neighborhood, loved ones, family members that you are processing things with, that you are talking to, that you are showing up for, people that are showing up for you, meals that you're sharing, fun times that you're having. And we know that that is just a huge part of life. And in the midst of all that's going on in the world, we want to say thank you for allowing us to be a part of your life and of your week. Just to share, you know, 30 minutes of joy with you each week is so helpful to us. And we're very, very thankful to be part of this community with you. Yeah. And if you're, I've had a few people reach out in the DMs asking, um, you know, why though help us process what's happening? And we just want to encourage you. We reposted actually very recently our episode from our Faith and Politics series about a year or two ago um, on abortion. So I really encourage you, if you do want um, our voices to speak to that, we encourage you to go back and listen to that. Um, Ashley brings nuance and understanding and more than anything, context to that conversation. So I really encourage you to listen to that. And of course, um, just as Ashley said, we're here, we're here with you in the long haul. And, and I also just want to say the way Ashley just mentioned showing up, I think that in light of the results and what's happening across the nation, showing up for your people and showing up in your community is the next right step. Um, And if that hasn't been uh, your move yet in whatever season you're in, whatever way that works for your season, finding ways to show up, if that's something so small. And uh, one of my friends um, runs a woman's center, very, very, very close friend of mine. And even just the simplest thing of like, hey, I have a leftover fill in the blank. I think I had a pack and play or something like that. (laughs) Is that something that I couldn't sell it on the offer of they wouldn't want it (laughs) had all the pieces whatever it's fine I'm not bitter and I'm like hey what what can I gather just even around my house you know just the small things and or asking friends to help I just encourage us if whatever we can do um let's do it let's do it let's do it it doesn't have to be these big huge things it can be there the the ordinary faithfulness and small things are not to be negated or overlooked so just want to just want to encourage you in that and I just love Ashley that the first thing you said was show up show up What a welcome. Let's do that. We need to, you guys. Mm. And do your best. Like, you know, I've been encouraging people in my in my circles to um, be a good neighbor online. I definitely I feel like the strangest thing happened to me. I've been off Facebook a whole, whole lot. I'll go over there from time to time because I really only follow like, you know, people I went to high school with or family members. And I'll go every now and then and post something I wrote. But I went on Saturday morning and I was so pleasantly surprised and I don't know if it's because my mute button has been working so well or because I you know unfollowed and unfriended 
a hell of a lot of people in the last, you know, five years and especially the last two. But I went over there and it was so peaceful and I was watching people interact with each other in a loving way and in a kind way. I can't say the same about Twitter. Twitter was an absolute Ooh, disaster. Mm-hmm. But I, um, yeah, and even Instagram, so many hot takes and people, you know, posting from their high horses all of their opinions. And so I just want to encourage us all to be good internet neighbors. And if you find yourself absolutely inflamed, and sometimes things need to be responded to and talked about, and I get that, you know, y'all know by now I'm for that. At the same time, if you see yourself just getting lit on fire by somebody else, like why are you giving them all of that energy? They don't deserve Mm. it and it doesn't Mm. help. It's not moving the needle. It is not gonna change their mind. And I just, I encourage you to just be a good internet neighbor right now because that is what we so desperately need. And as you're showing up in your real life, (laughs) make sure your online life is also a place of peace and truth and honesty and, you know, yes to righteous anger, yes to all the things, (laughs) but just remember like people are human. You're a human being. You need to rest. Give yourself time out if you need it. Like it's okay. It's really okay. You don't have to comment on everything that happens all the time. You're going to go nuts doing this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Y'all cut it out. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's it. I'm sorry. You had to say it. You had to say it. It had to be said. Come on. (laughs) And I just want to also say, um, you know, we have the majority of our listeners are women. Yeah. Not all. We've got some solid 10-year-old boys and grown men listening to, and Uh, we're here for you. I think the 10-year-old boy needs a little clarifying. It's not mine. I don't have a 10-year-old boy. No, he loves it. He listens with his mama. And, and, Are you and serious? And they talk about it. Remember? We've, we've talked about him before. The Bradfords. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. I remember that. Maybe it was right after I had the baby. <laughs> I can say that it's out of my mind. Oh. Um, but I just want to say, you don't know all of your friends' stories. Um, yeah, the that's ma- right. More of my close friends than not have had the experience that we're referring to. Yep. And you just be wise. I just want us all to walk in wisdom. Who's there can be people watching your socials. You don't even know. Yep. Um, doesn't matter how big or small you think your platform is. You have one. Yep. You have one. If you're online, you have one. Yes. And so I would just encourage you to use that wisely. Yep. Um, that's, that's what I want to say about that. Wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Surviving summer. Hey, can we talk about one more thing online that I read on Scary Mommy that I think is so valuable? <laughs> yes. Okay. This is just a little transition here before we, I mean, it's, it is part of surviving summer, but um, perhaps you saw it too, Ashley. It is a reposted article, uh, an essay rather from Scary Mommy. And then I thought it was so, so perfect. She talked about, um, am I the only summer mom at Target? She's like, I'm a millennial mom and I love to go to Target and get my Starbucks and have a Moscato in the summer just as much as the next one and, you know, wear my leggings and all that. And I'm like, nah, no Moscato and I'll pass on the leggings, but I'm here for the Target. Right. Um, Moscato, is that not just dessert? Like who does that to the, sorry, right? if you guys drink Good Moscato, point. what are you doing? Stop. I'm sorry, but I love Riesling though. I'm here for it. Really? Cody is Ooh. absolutely disgusted by me, but I'm, I love It's pretty it. gross. I love it. I can't even do rosé. Ah, what? I know. You wouldn't make it in New York, sister. That's a that's an afternoon must. It's literally like what? <laughs> Two tablespoons of sugar. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I could do a um uh what's that? Like a soft blanc. I could do that. Like that's a white yummy. a yeah. real dry white. Come on. Right. Okay. <clears throat> I digress. <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to say, you guys, is don't send me rose in them. No, I'm joking. Yeah, uh, what I'm sure. trying to don't. say is uh, this article went on. So she joined this Target Facebook group of moms of like great deals you find at Target. And it was actually this Facebook group was started by Target. 
And she was in there and on social media, she thought it was so fun. People would find deals, you know, in the dollar bins or, you know, some something that was just really great for summer. And then it would be like people throwing in everything from magnolia line or everything and she really struggled with comparing and she's like what am i doing to myself was the point she's like when i go in for baby carrots and hairspray i come out with baby carrots and hairspray and maybe something from the dollar bin not an extra 200 dollars." and it got into this idea of wow i've put myself into a place online where i'm comparing and i think especially with summer I have backed off. I, I wasn't, I, I've been very picky and choosy with the socials, but I, I mean, I, just by the nature of the game, my kids are home all day and they're not, I'm, they're not going to see me staring at my phone. So I have not honestly been on a ton and I'm like, oh, wow, my, my well-being has improved. Yeah, that's right. 100%. <laughs> um, so I do, I'm saying all this to say, people, can we just be careful with the comparison that's happening online? Not only the commenting and judging, because I I lean more toward the judging than the comparing. <laughs> okay, forgive me for being so honest. I'm so sorry. I'm like, they're they're a mess. So what are they doing? Why are they doing that? What what? Stop that! Don't post that. I know. I'm more of that girl. It's so real. Versus I, I the was comparison. just lamenting with um my one of my bosses at work, and I was talking to them on. Because uh, we were talking about marketing, the different things that you have to write, strategy, thinking, like all these different things. And one of the things I said is what I deeply regret about the publishing world is how much um, connection I had to have with influencers. And like, I really do love so many of them. Like, I, I literally, they are friends in real life to me. Mm-hmm. They are the mm-hmm. best people. Like, I could really tell you that the majority of folks that I spend time with on the Internet who are considered influencers are actually like what you see is what you get. And in, in fact, they're better in real life. So yep, let me give that absolutely. caveat. At the same time, it does create this world of responding and reacting to everything and feeling this pressure to talk. And sometimes I'm like, just shut up. Like, even if your audience doesn't want you to say something, like, just be quiet about it. I've been talking about the issue of abortion for almost 20 years publicly. And I didn't say a word on Instagram because I was like, it is a cacophony of noise. Mm -hmm. It is not wise. It is reactionary. It is inflammatory. And so I'm with you, Tiffany. It's like, it is so easy to just, to either compare, like she was saying in the scary mommy, or to get in this place where you're like, why are you talking? Like, just, Mm -hmm. you don't know enough about this topic. You've never personally experienced it. You've never talked about it before. Like, back off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I think we're all like that. I mean, even before I had like a, you know, whatever's considered a platform, um, I think that, you know, it's just very easy to do that right now. And you start to think poorly or think more highly of people who are online that you do or don't know. And it's like, everybody just needs to pull back a little and mm-hmm. calm it down, man, and live your life. And if you like the dollar bin at Target, good for you. And if good you like you. to go do a flat lay when you get home of all your Magnolia <laughs> business, good for you. You know, like, I don't flat care. Lay. <laughs> I don't care. (laughs) I have a bad habit of only posting on Instagram when I genuinely have something to say, which is like, you know, maybe once every two weeks. Right. And the algorithm hates it. And I'm like, yeah, oh, wait, I don't care. You're not paying me. I'm not out here doing all these things. Mm -hmm. So I'll say something when I have Mm -hmm. something to say. Unless it's comedy, and then I'll happily repost. Absolutely. That's funny. Because we need to laugh. We need to laugh. We do. We really do. So good. And that's, you know what? Can we, we, I mean, when I think of surviving summer, girl, let me tell you what, laughter is a high, Massive. high, high value for mm-hmm. me, a high value for me. And I will, 
I I will get my son's permission to share this, which I, I'm pretty sure he's already on board because he thinks it's so funny. But he did a full dance routine to Wannabe by Spice Girls and had me record it, and he's wearing glasses. <laughs> he just got uh, he just got back from the barber, so he is feeling himself. Real, he's had it all picked, his hair all picked out, so he's he's loving it, and he did an entire, and he's got a little shimmy in there that he added, and oh, I just have to say, man. the laughter... And then I had to top him because, of course, I'm myself all the time. So I did We Run This by Missy Elliott because for obvious reasons. Anyway, I just got to say, laughter in your home, laughter in your life. Make this a a priority. You want to survive summer? You laugh. You laugh so hard, your abs ache. Yes. I am so with you. I love watching videos and laughing hysterically. Like I have a couple of friends that we go back and forth sending each other TikToks because they are (laughs) so hilarious. And I like, I even like to, to laugh about the culture at large, even hard, difficult things. And that's how I grew up too. Like that's how you survive life is that laughter is a huge part of it. So you don't always like, Oh, woe is me. I'm going to just cry about the world all the time. Like part of survival is finding a way to be like, can y'all even believe earth and you know, like, people just have great commentary and it's really funny i like this girl online I'll, I'll see if i can remember to put the video in the show notes but she basically my friend selena sent this to me and the woman basically talks about how america's on the front page of every newspaper globally and she goes through all the countries <laughs> and gives prime ministers absolutely hilarious names like it was so funny i watched it maybe 10 times so i'm with you i think laughter is so critical to surviving And I don't know if you deal with this in your parenting, but I find the more I make light of things, the easier it is to parent. Like if I double down on wanting things to be a certain way or wanting, you know, our day to go a certain way, I'm not open or flexible or agile with what could, what could go wrong or what could go different or, um, the, the little surprises that could be awaiting us. And I think that I've learned or am learning all the time how to relax into it and laugh at my kids when they say crazy things that they shouldn't say. And like hold them accountable, of course. But then also there are moments where you're just like, that was hilarious. And I'm going to let that ride, you know? Yeah. It helps me. (laughs) I think it genuinely pops the bubble of pressure, that balloon of pressure that's building in tense moments with my kids, with my man, with anybody, honestly. Yeah. But I, okay, I will tell you, Ashley, my kids are at the age, especially Jericho, he realizes moments are getting intense. And he, he's starting to mimic if I'll, I'll like try to be like, I'll laugh in the middle of it or make a joke about whatever hard thing we're talking about yep. just to just release the pressure in the room. Now he'll do it. So his new thing is oh, like man. something's going crazy and it's it's getting intense and he'll look at me and then he'll shimmy. I'm not joking. This is his new thing. He'll shimmy in my face and make his eyes big when we're talking about something like he didn't do it or he's, you know, not meeting an expectation and we got to talk through it or and then Kingston. If Kingston is um, a very, has very selective hearing <laughs> and you could tell him six times, oh, it's time to eat. Your food is ready at the table and you could take him seven, eight times before, but I'm threatening, you know, like to not send him to college. By the time I get to the point where I'm like, no, send him to college or like your Legos are going to go to the cat down the street. I don't know, you know? And his new thing, he's like, oh, you're in my face. And then he'll just start dancing. Like, he'll he'll do the oh boogie. He'll do gosh. the, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll turn around and shake his rump. Like, he's just, 
So even they've like caught on to like, I can release this pressure if I can make my mom laugh and I can make myself laugh and we're going to get through this. Yes. And I'm like, man, this is either a really bad idea and any parenting expert would be like, get yourself together. Or they're going to be like, hey, way to handle the pressure of the moment yeah. and find a way to get through it together. So yes. I don't know. The jury's out. But... It's well, working, I'm voting you guys. on your side, frankly, because that's the, <laughs> it's the same in our house, and they don't learn anything from the opposite happening. Believe me, they I've don't. Tried both, you no. know what I mean? So, it's like I think that laughter's the right spot. Do you watch funny shows too? Like, are you finding shows that are funny or videos? Like, do you have something media entertainment wise that you enjoy? Oh my gosh, girl. Well, okay, you guys. As you know, I don't believe in pets as something that should live in your home, ah, but. Ah. It's a, I'm a, it's a hard and fast rule here at the Bloom House. No goldfish, no hamster. We have wild bunnies in our front yard, and that's as close they're getting. getting we call him Peter, which is also the name of my ex. Completely unironic. Anyway, now listen. My kid, he loves, loves pugs. We even call him Puggy. That's <laughs> his nickname. I'm my youngest. So we will often watch pug videos that have been dubbed. So either the pug is talking in like a Lilo and Stitch voice, like a Stitch voice, or... Um, the pug is singing or the pug is doing something funny. It is a very vague phenomenon online. I don't know if you guys know this. This after Doug the pug, a wave of pugs came and they have made their mark. I mean, some of these some of these accounts have millions of followers and they're just super funny Instagram reels. We probably watch six to seven a day. Yeah. <laughs> and so at so night, much. Derek and I, because we don't want to just be searching in front of them because in case something comes up or there's right, or whatever. Totally. So at night, Derek and I just take a few minutes. We look for the nightly pug videos and then we have them prepped for the next day. And once they do their chores, do we pay them? No, we don't. But do they get to watch these pug videos? Yes, they do. That is <laughs> amazing. Yes. And I, again, I do not know her name. Oh, forgive me. Forgive me. But there is an Indian female comedian that I have just discovered. My husband discovered. I've sent it to you, Ashley. Love it. Um, and it is so funny and she's so good. So I'll, I watch a lot of stand-up comedy reels. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I, I make – now that I really think of it, I look for laughter literally everywhere. I can't. Right. I can't. I can't. It's, it's too good. I mean, so good. people sitting next to me at the park with my kids, I'll find a way to drop a joke that they can hear. I, you guys, is this out? <laughs> In no, fact, in office wonderful. settings, I have to remind myself it is not my job. It to is maybe entertain the office. Not entertain the office. It is not my job because that's all I want to do, and it is not necessarily appropriate. <laughs> the things oh, I have to I say might it. not be appropriate, so I have to. <clears throat> yeah, humor is a is a very big value, but I think especially in summer and in these yeah. tense moments because there's more of them because they're home. Absolutely. And so we just gotta we just gotta again my combination of low expectations. Leaning into rest, collaboration, everything's collaboration, yeah. and uh, and humor. Mm, girl, that's I surviving summer. I love it so much. <laughs> I was thinking about joy the other morning, um, just waking up and thinking about what it really means to have joy be my strength. And I know I'm going real deep for a second here, but um, I... I think that word joy is just so interesting. And for the longest time, I believe we've talked about this on the podcast before, but for the longest time, I assumed that joy was happiness and that you work mm. to cultivate the life that you want so that you can have joy and feel happy. And I've realized that happiness is just like such a byproduct of you know, it's like you just can't control it. You know, when right. you first fall in love, it's like it's uncontrollable. You're just in mm -hmm. love. It is what it is. And it is I think is. happiness is the same. But joy is this deeper well of grace. 
and this deeper well that you get to pull on no matter what is happening in your life and no matter how dark things are and no matter the pressure that you feel externally or internally joy is this place of returning and it is a place where we can resist the culture around us and it is the opportunity for rest and it is the Mm. opportunity for peace and it is the opportunity for connection and i think joy lives inside of that and I remember at the beginning of the year, it's one of the words I wrote down that like, I want more of this in my life this year. And it's been interesting to watch culture at large play out, you know, wars around the world and, you know, inflation and high gas prices and, you know, figuring out how are, how are normal people supposed to live? How can people ever buy homes with a 6% interest Mm. rate? Like, you know, there's a million, there's, there's such a long list. And I thought a lot about my mom in the eighties because it was so similar. You know, the time was so similar, the inflation, the rates, the housing, like everything was so similar to what we're facing now. And anyways, just thinking about joy being a place of returning was really good for my heart to think about it that way and to cultivate it and to not be worried about what other people say joy is. But what is joy for me? If that is watching five TikTok videos, I'm going to do that. If that is texting a friend funny gifts, if that is walking Mm. my neighbor home from swim practice so we can talk about our day, like these things feel like joy to me. And so I encourage you, like what, what feels like joy to you and how do you cultivate it? Because it is a deep well of strength. And I don't think we've taught ourselves how to draw on that. Yeah. Oh, cause, and joy, that internal joy you're speaking of, it's untouchable. That's it's untouchable. Right. It when is. we cultivate that and lean into that and it awaken is. to that, yep. it can't be touched by inflation or some of these things. Yes. yes. And then when we want to fight for the good, we fight from that. We fight from that place, not, not yep. for it, because we already have it. We already have it. And it can yep. sustain us for all the hard work and all that life demands of us. That is, yes. that's so beautiful. And you, and you hit the nail on the head. Uh, you know, scripture says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yes. The joy of the Lord is strength. Joy is strength. And I think yeah. it cannot be under underrated. It that's just, right. I love that joy for the year. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I wanted to share something else with you. I have this little, speaking of the target dollar bin, I got this little, I love that. Oh girl, you know, it, it, this must be three or four years ago. And I just found it cause it was at the bottom of something, but it's just a little notepad and it says daily organizer and it has a list of like tasks and then on the right side it's just the you know the cute ones that have all of it separated out for you right. it's like literally a dollar and then it says word for the day and it says looking ahead and i i usually just use it as a grocery list and i don't really and i decided i'm actually going to use this um yeah. so each morning i've been writing out and again we got just to get through the laundry and i because they're home my house is pure chaos so just getting through the day and getting people <laughs> to swim lessons and track practice and all the things um and, and I've been filling it in a, a word for the day. And in my day, my word was joy. I had no idea you were going to bring that oh, up. So, but that was my word for my today. Gosh, um, I love that. And, uh, you know, I really want to clean the oven today or putting that on there and just being right. like, you know what? I, I am so type A, y'all. I can feel like such a failure at the end of every day if I don't mm. have something accomplished. It's just how I'm wired. So finding small things of like, no, but was I joyful today? I can feel accomplished again in my own sick mind. This is how I get through the day. But it can feel like rather than the days just running on of summer and it's this endless months, it can feel like, no, what have we done today? No, we've chose joy today. That's And right. that's enough. Yes. And that's enough. Yes. I love it. I think that that is another way we can survive summer is to let the do the being outweigh the doing. 
And Come on. summer is sort of, you know, we, we always do this podcast at the end of the year between Christmas and the new year where we're like, what even is time? <laughs> and it's so our hard. like signature, yeah. you know, we've been doing it every year as one of our podcasts, but I feel summer is a bit of a liminal space for many as well. I know that's not true for everyone because everyone's rhythms don't change. Like their job is still the same. Maybe the mm-hmm. weather changes, but not everybody else has, you know, change in your summer plans and what you're doing. Totally. But I do think it's a liminal space where it's like, Hey, this is sort of the connective tissue between the ending of spring and the start of fall and we're going to have some fun experiences probably maybe we're going to do some outdoor barbecuing probably maybe we're going to be at a pool more often maybe you know the beach all the things and I think that's a really beautiful way to think about it it's just like who who am I becoming this summer and what does it look like for me to rest and what does it look like for me to not be driven by the taskmaster who lives inside of so many of us and what does it look like for me to accomplish great things and to do the things that I want to do, but to let rest be a part of what I accomplish? <laughs> you know, it's important. Yeah. I also just want to celebrate this probably maybe. I will steal this and use this for everything. <laughs> probably maybe. This is something I can commit to. Yeah. Genuinely. The probably yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> because same. of its noncommittal. Yes. Are you the type value. of person that like if you have less but like probably maybe makes me more productive to be honest. I, I've never heard it and I love it. I'm so binary. I'm like, no, we're either doing this or we're not. Right. But in the summer, my kids, the game is called ask mom for everything until we wear her down. So we get anything or even scraps. Totally. And uh, real fun so place to live. Oh, uh, you know, I did. I, I shared this on stories, but every conversation is a negotiation with children. Like it's an opening remarks to ask for something. My no is just like, oh, oh, we got this. You know, like that's just their. They're like, no, you think that's the end? It's not the end. And here I have Neapolitan and fudge bars in my freezer as as proof. My yes. point to this is, this probably maybe I love the nebulous nature of it because yes. you know what we might be doing more barbecues we might be doing this or that we might be going to the beach with friends today i'm not sure yep that's exactly (laughs) right i can i can do that yeah there there. we go we live there for sure (laughs) yeah yeah no it's i think it's a really i think it's a healthy place to be we're not saying have such low expectations of yourself we're saying give yourself a freaking break because no one else is Yep, no one right. else is. I agree. Wholeheartedly. Make space for yourself. You have to. You Oof. have to. Yes. <sighs> Speaking okay, one, of that boundaries, oh, um, very quickly, uh, mm-hmm. one of my mentors a long, long time ago said that to me. I was like really struggling in a job I had at the time that was working me literally to the bone. I mean, I would work weeks at a time with no like day off. And I remember sitting down with her and she's like, excuse me, but no one else will set your boundaries for you. Like you Mm. are in charge of your life and of your boundaries. And I was like, wait, what? Like I have permission to do things differently. I have permission to make decisions for myself. And I know everyone doesn't struggle with that, but I do feel like, you know, even if you don't deal with that with people anymore, sometimes you can be that way with yourself. Come on. You never give yourself a downtime. You never let yourself fail. You never let yourself let a ball fall off the plate. You know, like it's like you can't drop anything. My goodness. Somebody might, you know, lose their marbles. It's like, well, let them lose them. Okay. Let Let them lose them. them. It's going to be okay. So yeah, yeah, you're right, Tiffany. Nobody else will do it for you. And I think as women, we really do feel like it is our job to make sure no one else fails. And it's this weird codependency that we have with everyone else because culturally we've been raised to believe that this is how we should operate in the world. And it is, it is very much in need of an overhaul. Um, And that starts 
individually but also systemically that needs to change um but i just i just think i just want to echo what your mentor said what you've said wow yes yes a thousand times yes yes oh so good so good well we love y'all we hope that this summer as we journey together is one of refreshment and one of joy we're gonna all use your word ashley we're gonna give it (laughs) to the masses Probably maybe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys, you know you're all making that part of your summer vernacular. I know you are. Everyone's like, yep, nope, we are. We're here for it. Probably maybe. <laughs> or just We love no. you guys so much. <laughs> and we're so thankful that you're here. And we'll see you next week. See you then. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners. Remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.